Well, I'm glad to see that you've all survived yesterday morning. Wasn't that something? The whole area was one great ice skating rink. Um, That's a game changer. Those are the kinds of things that can change our life in an unexpected way. And this is a very common experience of our human life. How often our life can change unexpectedly, upsetting our expectations, frustrating our plans, and sometimes even dashing hopes that we may have had. And look at the number of things that can change the direction of our life. Obviously, yesterday showed us how the weather, so many people's lives just had to stop and they couldn't go anywhere. Also, a sudden illness or accident can change our life. The loss of a loved one, the loss of a job, it can be the meltdown of a child, it can be unexpected waves of grief or depression, it can be a financial decision gone wrong, it can be any number of things. And what is worthy of our note, of our notice, is how in God coming into this world, in Jesus, and becoming part of a family, that he does not try to smoothen the path. He does not claim entitlement to special treatment. He does not make exceptions for himself or his mother Mary or Joseph. But this holy family shares in the hardships that many of our families face. The gospel for Christmas and this gospel this morning are just two examples. And we can only imagine the initial reactions of Joseph when he heard the news of the census. And what he was trying to think about in making that arduous journey from the north down to Jerusalem at a period of the year when it would be cool at night with his spouse who is with child and almost ready to give birth. We can only imagine how hard it was for him to embrace this will of God when it was revealed. And then... Soon after the birth of the child, the flight into Egypt, having basically to pick up what they could, at that time probably what they could fit over the back of a mule and what they could carry, and to head off into a foreign land and to make a complete new beginning with their life, a future completely uncertain. But here we see that this holy family knows what it's like to be a fugitive, a migrant. As I say this, this is happening all over the world. It continues to happen south of our border. It's been happening the last few weeks in Syria. People having to flee from their homes, from the areas where they live, and start all over. 
When this happens to us, we sometimes struggle when our plans change. And yet what we see in the scriptures, what we see in this holy family, as these changes and interruptions, they're part of the plan of God. They're part of a much bigger plan. And this is why we hear twice in the gospel, in order to fulfill what was spoken by the prophet. When these happen, things happen to you and I, it is to fulfill a particular plan of God, even though we may not see it. There are pages of the gospel that were not written, that we will not read or know until we pass over to the other side. And now God used Mary, Joseph, and Jesus in their fleeing down to Egypt and living there for that period of time, how these beautiful vessels of God's grace, how they were a blessing to many people around them and how many of the people around them that God used them to help and support the Holy Family. How did God work? As hard and painful as this was, they did it because it was the will of God. When we look at the Holy Family, we experience certain graces that God would like to strengthen and nurture in us. First of all, it's a family that is centered around Jesus, a family centered around the Lord. And it's all about making space. First, we have Mary, who opens herself to God and makes space for Jesus to come. And she carries him within her womb for those nine months. It's about Joseph, how Joseph makes space for Mary and the child. And then how all of them, they make space for God and his will, especially when that will is challenging, upsetting, or difficult. When I look back on my life, and I'm sure you have done this as well, when I look back on my life, I see many opportunities that I missed. When I was not open to the will of God, when there was a different plan, and I insisted that things go my way. Times when I was proud, willful, rebellious in heart, and God was asking something specific, and I was not open to God's will. <laughs> this is one of the beautiful traits of the Holy Family, always open to God's will, and once known, they embrace it. Even as challenging it is, is they trust that God is going to work. This, by the way, is why together with you I love the sacrament of confession. <laughs> Those times when I just say, Jesus, Jesus, 
Jesus, I am so sorry. It just happened the other week. There was an opportunity where the Lord wanted me to help someone. And afterwards, it was so clear that God was asking me to do something, and I insisted on doing something else. And again, Jesus, Jesus, I'm so sorry. I want to be your instrument. But don't you love God? He always gives us other opportunities. When we miss one, we can be sure that God will give us another. And that came yesterday morning in that skating rink outside. I got up early. I always come to the church early. I come to pray and work on my homily. And there's a little anxiety around homily prep, right? Am I going to get inspiration? Will I have enough time to prepare? What if nothing comes? There's always a little anxiety around that time. And so I come around the corner up here, and there are already four or five cars that have spun out and they've crashed into each other, and they're blocking the road right up the hill here. And I don't know how I did it, but I managed to go on the other side, and I found just enough snow on the side, and five miles an hour, I'm just driving along the curb, and I managed to get into the parking lot. Now, I was thinking, you know, well, okay, they'll probably be there for a while. They'll have to wait for the tow trucks, and, you know, I hope they do okay. So I'm getting my coffee and having my little breakfast, and the Lord nudges me. Now, my plan, of course, if you, wanna, if you want God to laugh, tell him your plans. My plan was to pray and, and prepare my homily. And God nudged me, and it was clear. He wanted me to go out and check on these people, at least to find out if they're okay. And so I grabbed a, a, a thing of coffee, and I put a bunch of coffee cups in my pocket. And I walked out there, and of course... The most amazing thing is I didn't slip and fall. I'm just, I'm just kind of inching along, just kind of walking with this coffee. And within 40 minutes, it's now a 15-car pileup. I mean, every time a car tries to come around, they slide and bam, they hit another car. So I'm going from car to car. Are you okay? If you need a bathroom, the church is open. You can use the bathrooms. Would you like a cup of coffee? Now, I have no idea how God used that moment. The only important thing is that I was obedient, that I didn't at this time, I didn't cling to my will, to my plans, that I was open for God to change it. And I ended up having plenty of time for homily prep. God gave me a homily. In fact, I'm using it right now. <laughs> God's plan is perfect. God will provide. No matter what changes, we have to trust that God's plan is perfect and that whatever we might have to change, God will take care of it. Again, I have no clue how God used me yesterday. I, I hope at least they enjoyed the coffee. This is the gift of the Holy Family. Two things. Jesus at the center 
and this beautiful openness to the plan of God. So as we come to the altar this morning, what is one thing that you and I can do concretely to strengthen Jesus Christ at the center of our life? What's one thing that we can do to strengthen that relationship? And two, is there anything that you and I are clinging to that would keep us from being open to God's will? What is that one thing? Let's bring both of these things to the Lord as we prepare the altar and receive from him the grace to change both of those things. Amen.